this week's episode of Lisa Town Hall says, Happy birthday, Julia Hampton. Happy birthday, Julia. One of our favorite sponsors of this very podcast and website, Julia Hampton and Julia E. Hampton CPAPC have been your trusted sources for local tax preparation, payroll, and business services for more than 20 years. So we know Julia is at least 20 years old. 22 is what I heard. Okay, I believe it. I totally, totally, totally believe it. So you know what you need in 2019, Nick? What is it that I need? Tell me. You need amongst, well, many things. You need a tax strategy. I do. And I'm not going to get into the litany of the other things that you need, but a tax strategy is one that we can talk about on this air. And you know who you should call to get yourself a tax strategy in 2019? The birthday girl. The birthday girl. You need to call yourself some Julia Hampton at 816-554-0394. Hello again and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I'm Jason Norbury and as always I am joined by a man who is just here to chew some bubblegum and podcast and he's almost out of bubblegum. It's Nick Parker, the publisher of Link to Lee's Summit. I came here for two reasons. <laughs> just two and one's done. All right, Link to Lee's Summit is the source for all the news you need about this very fine city. Today's unofficial sponsor, as you may have already noticed, inappropriate movie quotes. Let's, let, let, let's face facts here, Jason. Nobody noticed that. Our, uh, bits, well, our bits never really work. Yeah, uh, well, that's all right. I caught you by surprise with that one, so that was all I was asking for. <sighs> so there's no, uh, there's no soap opera this week. No soap opera this week. They'll be back for your enjoyment. Yep, and there's some good stuff coming down the pike. So there'll be a lot of interesting stuff to talk about here as we get towards the end of the year. But this week is not one of them. It's not. There are a few things coming up that we thought we'd take some time and let you guys know about. The first one I want to talk about is coming November 5th is the Being a Teen in 2018 Parent Seminar. This is put on by Lee Summit Cares. I actually am a little bit part of this. I'm going to play a small role. What this is is... There is a Youth Mental Health and Suicide Prevention Task Force, um, and we put a survey out to about 500 or so students throughout the area last spring, and now we've looked at those results, and we've been getting together with some, some teens lately to have them look at the results and let us know what they think and kind of give us some some analysis of those results and what it means to get that perspective and so we've got a seminar coming up on November 5th parents can come in it's it's a good way to see these results and to hear how how teens kind of feel about stressors and and, and communication with parents and and adult mentors in their lives and, and what they'd like us to know I think it's good sometimes for us as parents and coaches and teachers, pastors, et cetera, to, to, to be able to look at things from their perspective. I think a lot of times we want to jump into that parent role as quickly as possible, and we forget sometimes to, to, to look from a different perspective. So it, this, these have been interesting conversations, and I invite parents to come out to this, this event and, uh, and, and just, just, just listen in. Listen to what the kids are saying. 
Yep. And we did, we, we podcasted with some of these teens uh, last year, uh, had a little bit of that discussion. And this is kind of the follow through with a lot of that as we, as we evaluated the, they've evaluated the responses and are, are ready to put forth information out to us old folks. Also coming up, Jason, the holiday season, now that Halloween has come and gone, holiday season is starting. So downtown Lee Summit's Holiday Open House runs this weekend. Head on out, start your shopping. Oh, you know, I'm one of the, I'm one of the, like, the get off the lawn guys where, like, Christmas does not start until the day after Thanksgiving guy. One of those, no Christmas music, no Christmas shopping, no none of that. And I get it. You got to start your shopping process. And it's like weeks and weeks and weeks. And, and you should be down here in downtown Lee Summit and in other local stores doing that shopping. And I know it has to start now for people who are like, you know, prepared for the holidays. But man, every time we talk about holidays and we're just cracking in November, it just it makes the, it makes the old man get all I like. I need to put on some dark socks and some sandals and shorts and sit out on my front porch and yell at people. That's really what's happening right now. Well, here's one of those ways where we are different. First off, I am the guy that wears the dark socks and the sandals. I have seen it. <laughs> and you've, you've seen it happen. However, I'm okay with Christmas stuff starting as soon as Halloween's over. Once November hits, it's time. I don't mind the Christmas music coming on. I like it. I root for it. I'm happy to hear it. There, look, there's, there are no carols for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a great holiday and a great weekend to spend with family, but there's, there's still Thanksgiving carols. Come on. Goodness no. me. Hey, but look, as a whole, I want right now. And decorations and Christmas music. I'm ready. You could, you could only disappoint me more right now if you said you didn't like tacos anymore. That's what I'm saying right now. That's how I'm feeling right now, and it's pretty rough. That will never, ever happen. It's like our first long podcast topic. Yeah, long live tacos. All right, so. Uh, Dressing up for Halloween, obviously a big thing. Everybody gets in the spirit. And this year, even the city of Lee Summit's website is putting on a new costume on Halloween. But it's not a costume. It's a total change. New website launches today. Yep, there it is. It's out there. You can go look at it, go around. I know now I'm going to feel like I'm lost on it because I'd finally gotten used to the old cruddy one. This new better one, I'm going to complain about it for a little tiny time, but then it's going to be great. And we're going to be able to like zip around and find all of the fun stuff that we, we government nerds, we really love to uh, go find on the city of Lee Summit's website. It, it is a nerdy thing for us to get excited about. And it's a little tongue in cheek on the excitement. However, this is a big move for the city. I think the, the current website, and I say current while we record this on Tuesday night, is just incredibly difficult to navigate and for people to find information and contact with city officials is just is just way too hard i've seen previews of the new site it is much much improved and people should be very happy with 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 ease of contact just being able to contact your city officials it makes a huge difference absolutely all right nick this last one's you man well, this one isn't happening in Lee Summit. It's happening in nearby Blue Springs at the Adams Point Conference Center in Blue Springs. This is Friday night. I just want to let everybody know about the fifth annual Dazzling Divas Style Show. This is a benefit for Cancer Action, Inc. And I'm a little biased here. More than a little. More than a little. A couple of Lee Summit people will be 
guest starring as fashion models. Amongst that is Liz Little, owner of Inspired Style Boutique in downtown Lee Summit. And, and, here's the best part, guys. Mrs. Lee to Lee Summit, also known as Stephanie Parker, will be modeling there. So come out and support. This is a good, this is a good, a good way to support some research and, and help in the cancer area. And just so you know, both Liz and Stephanie are cancer survivors. There you go. So that is an excellent time, not only to see, to support a, a great cause, but also to see how much Nick's better half is better than he. It's a lot. It's well, a lot. All right. And then, and I think finally, by this is our last podcast before the election on Tuesday, the 6th of November. Vote, people. Vote. Vote. You need to vote. get out there and vote. Just get out there and vote, man. Just do it. Get up there. Get your vote cast and uh, make it count because the, there are going to be a lot of, there's a lot of stuff we've already covered and we haven't even hit like all the, the, all the candidate races and all the other things that are out there. We're not going to get to all that. We're really just down on these last ballot issues and Nick. Jason, it, it, this one's time, for you. Is it time to talk about weed, Nick? We're going to talk about weed. We're going to talk about weed! All right. We've made a look. We've we've made a lot of jokes as we've been teasing the uh, our breakdown of the ballot initiatives on this. But there are three issues on this on this ballot concerning marijuana, specifically medical marijuana and its use. Look, none of these pass or fail are going to be an end to the social discourse we're having on this. It's going to keep going. However, this is where we're at right now. So we want to take a little bit of time, Jason, and talk about there are two uh, constitutional amendments on the ballot as well as a proposition. Right. Okay. So just to be clear, we understand that whether or not you approve or in general of the use of marijuana for medical purposes, like it's on the ballot, or for recreational purposes, uh, Which is, is not, not, not a settled issue by any stretch. Uh, the use of marijuana for medical purposes isn't a full and settled option uh, as well. And there's more to come in that front as a whole. We get it. If you are a person who feels uh, that in general, marijuana should not be legalized for any purposes in the state of Missouri, the answer is to vote and vote against all three of these initiatives. That's the easy one. However, if you are of the mind that you think one of these ballot issues or more than one of these ballot issues is worthy of uh, casting a yes vote for, that you want some access in some form to medical marijuana in this state, then we're going to kind of go through some of the similarities and differences and, and to help you discern which ones may be worth your vote or which ones may not be worth Let's start with Amendment 2. This is to allow the use of marijuana for medical purposes and create regulations for licensing and certification procedures for marijuana and marijuana facilities. Right. Jason, walk us through a little bit of the details here. And let's, so let's just, let's just iron out first what this means. Okay. So what, basically uh, what it goes through is all three of these will give you, an, give you, you know, some level of qualifying medical conditions for which a doctor can prescribe you 
marijuana to use for medical purposes. And it sets how much you can buy in any given time, who can sell it to you, um, whether or not you can grow your own medical marijuana, uh, how much taxes are charged. So Prop uh, Amendment 1, sorry, Amendment 1, charges has a 4% sales tax that they're going to add on to in addition to all of the other sales taxes that go with any consumer purchase. Um, and that revenue that's generated, that at 4% is going towards uh, care for healthcare, job training, housing assistance, and other veteran services. So it's going to go to money to be used by the Missouri Veterans Commission to deal with that. Um, beyond that, it's, you know, th those are kind of the big things. It's a 4% tax money and where the money, how much money is generated. And it goes uh, to, to the veterans causes in that particular stretch. Okay. So that's number two. So moving on to amendment three, um, it basically, uh, if you read the ballot language that you'll see at the ballot, they look very, very similar, um, except for two parts. Uh, one is, but once again, it does the same sort of thing. It creates regulations about, you know, who can prescribe for what kind of conditions, under what circumstances, whether or not, you know, actually it does, this one does not address whether or not you can grow um, at home, um, but it imposes a 15% tax and, and then uses that money to, uh, I'll quote the language, uh, to establish and fund a state research institute to conduct research with the purpose of developing cures and treatments for cancer and other incurable diseases or medical conditions. Essentially, it creates a board um, that is going to essentially be controlled, at least initially, by the uh, J attorney and Dr. Brad Bradshaw, um, <clears throat> who has been the primary funder behind this, this particular amendment initiative. Uh, and, and then that money will be controlled in some fashion to go towards research to cure disease. Before we move on to, to Proposition C, Jason, I want to take a little bit of, of time to, to talk about the differences be, between the two. I think you, you even stumbled a little bit in the beginning there and, and started to say Prop 2 when it's, when it's Amendment 2. So tell us, how are those going to be different than the, than the proposition that we'll talk about next? Okay, so the Amendment one, Amendment 2 and Amendment 3, or and Amendment 1, which is not we've already covered in a previous episode, but these are all... Uh, proposed amendments to the Constitution of the State of Missouri. Now, I'm going to guess the percentage of people who've actually read the Missouri State Constitution that listen to this podcast, even this podcast, which is deep appreciation for government nerds, is probably something on the order of like one half of 1%. Uh, I am that guy. Maybe I'm the only person involved with this podcast who's actually read the Missouri State Constitution, but it's a very, very long document. It's got all kinds of stuff that's been added and pulled through all these initiative processes over the year. However, the difference between a constitutional amendment, which is the amendments two and three would be, and a ballot proposition for a statutory amendment is, is just that. It only amends the statute. So the state legislature can go in, you know, we, let's presume hypothetically that Proposition C is the only one of these that gains a majority and becomes law. The state legislature could, in their very next session in 2019, come through and just write it right out of existence, pass the law, send it to the governor for signature, and completely eliminate it. And there is nothing that we can do to stop them from doing that at that time. Um, that's 
you know, you can see how that would be problematic. And it is something that the state legislature has done before on other ballot issues, most recently on a raise of the minimum wage uh, in the state of Missouri. That being said, so obviously a constitutional amendment, there is a process for amending the constitution. And if the legislature chooses to do that, they have to, they have to draft it up, pass it, and put it on the ballot. Uh, and that's uh, the bingo amendment that you'll see is actually one that came from the legislature this time. So that's where they went. So it's a lot harder and it requires a second vote of the people to eliminate it if the, if the legislature were to try to do so. Well, you talked about, you talked about, you know, your example there was if the proposition were the only one of the three to get that passed with a majority vote. Tell me what happens if all three of these, specifically if the two amendments get passed, because they are very similar, but there are differences in, in regulations and big differences in the amount of tax and where that tax money goes. Right. My understanding, and I, I, I will not quote, you can, uh, you can take this legal opinion for all the money you have paid for it with your free podcast. Uh, but my understanding is that if both of the amendments pass, then the one that receives the higher percentage of the vote will be the one that controls. Um, that's my understanding. Now, my guess is that as both of them pass, uh, there's going to be a lawsuit and the Missouri Supreme Court is going to have to step in and figure that out. Um, that would be the way. Now, if one of the amendments passes and the ballot proposition, the statutory proposition passes, then in, if they conflict anywhere, the statutory or the constitutional amendment, pardon me, the constitutional amendment controls because it's a constitutional amendment, not a statute. Um, and that's how that would, that would work. So that's the rough, my understanding of the rules as they go. If I'm wrong, especially on the, the two constitutional amendments, I, I welcome your uh, Twitter comments. It's Nick at link to the summit.com. <laughs> that was email our Twitter email, Twitter, whatever. It's all the Twitter same, right? At LS Town Hall. At LS Town Hall or Nick at LinkedInLeeSummit.com. <laughs> I have been curious about that, and I've had other people ask me, and so I, 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 was, I was kind of wanting your opinion on that, especially if you look at if Amendment 3 were to pass as well as Proposition C, and then you've got competing beneficiaries of also two separate tax rates. Right. Okay. And so the last one, um, so we'll get to this one, is the statutory proposition. Um, this one, once again, it, it, um, it, it has a little bit broader reach in that it decriminalizes the personal possession of marijuana, but it also gives for medical purposes. But it, it deals with, um, it's got a few differences, but the big keys are it's only a 2% tax as opposed to 4 or 15%. And then the money that's generated goes to a whole bunch of different veteran services, early childhood education, public safety, and all that sort of thing. <clears throat> so there's some differences in that, in, in how it's structured and what have you. So fortunately, um, when I went on the internet to look for how to really get a good side-by-side -side comparison, the site ballotpedia.org was kind enough to ask questions of the three main supporters of the three various propositions that are on the ballot, the two amendments in the proposition that are on the ballot, and got their answers and kind of collated them in a, in a table. We're going to put the link to that page 
in our show notes and on the website so that you can, you can click and you can see them to run through them. So it allows me to sit here and give you some kind of the key things. So some of the key things that are the differences are the tax rate, and we've talked about those, where the money goes. Um, that is, you know, like I said, it, it kind of goes to those various veterans groups for one, the research issues for the others, and then I think a broader swath of things for that. Obviously, the different tax rates will raise different amounts of money. Um, and then there are a couple of differences here. Pro, uh, Amendment 2 allows you to grow a limited number of flowering plants if that is, you know, if you have the prescriptions and what have you to do so. Uh, Amendment 3 does not speak anything about that. And Proposition C uh, prohibits the home cultivation. Of, of marijuana. So it lets you not do it at all. Um, they've got a few minor differences on how much you can have and what the conditions are um, that are there. And then, let's see, we're going to look at that last list. Ah, yes. That's the big one. Local control. So when, I want to say two, maybe four years ago even, I think it was four years ago, the, um, there was a, a, a ballot initiative that got started um, and one of the key things that uh, the, they got started and was being circulated around, it ended up not being on the ballot, um, didn't get enough signatures. One of the things that the city commented on about that was whether or not how much legislative capacity would the city have to control where and how the, um, to allow these dispensaries or facilities related to uh, growing and selling of medical marijuana. So essentially they all have a little bit different um, process. Um, Amendment two does not allow a local ban on those facilities, but it does allow, specifically allow a local government to regulate location, time and manner of their operation. A lot of the similar things that a typical zoning ordinance can do to a business now. Um, bars have these kinds of regulations, how close to a school, how many in a certain area, those sorts of things. That's typical time, place, and manner restrictions that are out there. Amendment three allows a local government to prohibit uh, facilities in, the in their city if it gets passed by a simple majority of voters. So, for instance, if Lee Summit decided that they wanted to ban all of these facilities, they would put a ballot issue on the ballot for one of our local elections, and we would have a vote. And if a majority said ban them, they're gone. Um, and they could be banned that way. And then Proposition C has a similar standard, but it raises the number. It's a two-thirds vote, so it's a supermajority vote, as opposed to just a simple majority vote. Well, Jason, I appreciate you going the full nerd on that and breaking down these 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 ballot initiatives. Um, it's not as much fun as I think people thought it was going to be. But like you said earlier, uh, this won't end any of the social debates. But those those are the issues, and I think it's a, it's a good idea for people who who are having that debate amongst themselves to be able to look at it and see what see what might appeal to them if they are looking looking at maybe a vote of yes on that. That's gonna wrap up our, our election previews. We did not get into the individual candidate stuff this time, um, mostly because there were too many 
and, and not a good way for us to get all of them on the show. Um, I do encourage people, if you, if you want to learn more about those candidates, if you, if, if you feel like there's, there's more information you need, check out the Lee Summit Chambers website. Um, there's a link there. You can go, go and watch their forum that they did a couple of weeks ago. I think, I think that's a good way for you to, to listen in on each of those candidates and, and start to get a, a, a feel for where they stand on different issues. Yeah, if you need more help, just call me. I'll tell you how to vote. <laughs> Jason is my favorite co-host for Lisa at Town Hall. But don't let him tell you what to do. He, he, he likes that way, way, way too much. Jason, we don't have an interview this week. And there's kind of a reason for that. Uh, Jason, I've, I've let you in on this a little bit, but I think now is a good time to tell everybody we're going to make some changes to the podcasting at least. No changes. Beer change. Beer change. I know. It's the worst thing in the world. So, look, it's been almost two years, a little over a year and a half now of, of Lee Summit Town Hall and a little over a year of the other podcast, Community Voices. And while I am very, very happy with the growth, I am, I am surprised at the growth and the listenership of these. I realize I made a little branding mistake, though. By having two shows with two brand names, I've confused a lot of people. And I think there are some that listen to one and not listen to the other. So what we're going to do, Jason, is merging. We're putting them all together. Everything's going to be under the Lee Summit Town Hall brand. We're going to run the show that you and I do, our, 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 our nerdy show on Wednesdays. And what was Community Voices, which is, which is if, if, if people only listen to this one, that's a chance for, for me to introduce you to some of, the, some of the great people around town that I get to meet um, as good personality profiles. Those will run on Fridays is when they'll be posted. And the other change that we're going to make is, is we're going to start basically having kind of monthly focuses. So it's going to let us really dig into some, some issues surrounding our community and, and come at them from a few different angles. So during the month, and kind of to start with, we're going to, we're going to celebrate Entrepreneurship Month in November. So we're starting on Friday that. You're going to hear from Seth Kukuski, who owns Junk Luggers of Kansas City, and he lives right here in Lee Summit, and sometimes even works out of Bridge Space, where our Link to Lee Summit studio is. So I encourage everyone, start off Entrepreneurship Month, take a listen to that interview on Friday. I'm personally, I'm taking this as, an, uh, as a statement that my brand on this podcast is so strong that you've had to bring everyone under the umbrella to share in the glory that is me podcasting. Sure. If that's what you want to think, man. That's what I'm choosing to go with, and you cannot convince me of any different facts. <laughs> no, that's not really it. There is a slight edge in listenership by a few hundred, or at least some town hall, but I'm going to give that to age. That extra six months, man, that really made a big difference. No, it's me. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We will come back at you on Friday, and then Jason, the Nerd Show continues next Wednesday. Thanks everybody for listening. As always, today's episode is sponsored by our good friends at Budget Blinds of Lee Summit and Kansas City. 
Budget Blinds is an amazing community partner. They care about what goes on in the community. I apologize. The uh, October, as it turns out, is safety month. Window covering safety month. And they want you to know how to operate and have safe window coverings and other things for your child's safety as they interact with the things in your house. You know what the, the best thing that you can do to be safe with your window coverings, Jason, is also the coolest thing you can do. Get the motorized window coverings and drapery. It's awesome, it's safe, and because they care about more than just window coverings and blinds, they've got a list of other things you can do too, like make sure if you've got kids around, bolt your furniture to the walls so the dressers don't tip over. Maybe use the safety plug covers. That's a good idea. Yeah, that does keep the knives and forks out of the safety, uh, out of the power cords. And, you know, look, when you leave that out, the kids turn out like Nick and I. And when they don't, they turn out way better. So let's let's go with the covering those. Right. There's probably a few things, Jason, that, that you shouldn't do. Right. You should not leave uh, curling irons, straighteners, hair straighteners, and blow jars in children's reach. Because, honestly, children's fashion sense is terrible. And they shouldn't be allowed anywhere near that to try to pick out what their hair looks like. So let's just keep that stuff away. Solid idea. Hey, think safety this month. And go visit our friends at Bunch of Blocks. Tell them Jason and Nick safe.